It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Typically, you talk about quarterback battles in, you know, training camp, week one, week two of the season. No, we're talking about a quarterback derby for BYU football in week 13. Let's go. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Thank you to all of you who are everydayers with us right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Of course, we are your original daily podcast focused on all things BYU sports. And today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college. Use the promo code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. It's daily fantasy sports made easy with our friends at prize picks. All right, let's dive right in on today's show. And it appears that if you go by the the coaching uh, side of things, that BYU very much has a quarterback battle on their hands this week as they get ready for their matchup against Oklahoma State. Obviously, Jake Ratzlaff has started the past three games with up-and-down results. He is 0-3 as a starter. We can acknowledge that. Uh, meanwhile, Keaton Slovis is 5-3 and as a starter for BYU, is apparently fully healthy and expected to practice at least uh, this week with the hopes of potentially returning to start for BYU against the Cowboys. Now... On its head, it feels like this is a little bit of a contrived thing because I've been uh, pretty adamant in saying that I think this should be Jake Rutzloff's team for the rest of the way this season, no matter if it ends this Saturday or if they, by some small miracle, win that game and punch their ticket to a bowl game. I think it should be Jake Rutzloff the entire way. But the metrics out there would indicate, and if you go by the overall win-loss margin, that would indicate that Keaton Slovis should get a long look here from the BYU football program with regards to starting potentially his final game in a Cougar uniform. Which way will BYU go? TBD, and I'm guessing that we'll talk to the media. It's Tuesday, so this is actually the only day we'll have this week to talk to players and coaches. Uh, Typically, during a normal week, we have Tuesday and Wednesday, but because of the compressed schedule with Thanksgiving, they're only doing media availability on Tuesday evening, and I'm fully expecting Aaron Roderick uh, to speak to the media and be noncommittal when it comes to a starting quarterback. Or he could do what he did a couple weeks ago and come just straight out and say, Jake Retzloff is our starter. I'd, I'd appreciate the latter, but I'm expecting the former, to be frank. But the biggest thing is, I think this is a very much a true quarterback battle because I do think there's some internal discussion about, okay, which quarterback gives us a better chance to win. Now, the case for Keaton Slovis, as I mentioned, he has all five of BYU's wins this season have come with him as the starting quarterback. The other thing is, according to Pro Football Focus, uh, Max Chadwick mentioned this yesterday, uh, he says that uh, Keaton has a passer rate, a passing grade from uh, Pro Football Focus of 68.7. Compare that to Jake Retzloff, who has a 49.6 passing grade, which is uh, head and shoulders uh, just uh, in terms of g- giving the nod to Keaton Slovis. He also did mention this. Uh, Jake has got the ability to open up BYU's offense with his ability to run, which I think is absolutely something BYU has to weigh here because think about it. 
when Jake Retzloff came into the lineup for BYU, when did the offensive uh, offense come alive with the running game with Jake Retzloff under center? His ability to pull it and be a dual threat quarterback, his ability to scramble and make plays with his feet has opened up all kinds of opportunities for BYU's offense. That's the probably the biggest uh, uh case or biggest uh, stumping point uh, for a guy like Jake Retzloff to get the start this week. So I'm interested to see which way the coaches ultimately go with this. My gut tells me they will ultimately opt for Jake Retzloff, but my gut this year, any of you who are everydayers with us, know that my gut has been wrong a lot this season. But nonetheless, I I think it should be Jake Retzloff. The reason why is because in a game like this, when you are a 17-point underdog, according to our friends over at FanDuel, that number's been fluctuating a little bit. I saw it drop to 16.5 at one point. But nonetheless, when you are a a double-digit three-score underdog going on the road to Oklahoma State, you need to be able to control the line of scrimmage. You need to be able to control the time of possession. You need to be able to have the ground game come to fruition and really start moving the ball. Does that mean that they can't run the football without Ke- with Keaton Slovis under center, speaking of the BYU Cougars? No, they can run it, but the ability to have the dual threat, the read option, the RPO packages that Jake Retzloff offers to you for BYU's offense, I feel like is better suited to do what BYU needs to do this week, and that is play keep away from an explosive uh, Oklahoma State uh, offense led by, uh, I think, is a potential All-American, Ollie Gordon II. He is an absolute fantastic running back. BYU has seen their fair share of star running backs this season in the Big 12. Ollie Gordon very well may be the best of the bunch that BYU goes up against, and Oklahoma State needs to have him run for big yardage to win this game. So in my opinion, you go into this game and tell Jake Retzloff, be smart with that football. You turn it over once, you're probably sitting the bench, and then we throw Keaton Slovis into the mix there, and he gets out there. But we need your ability to control the line of scrimmage, to be able to control the time of possession, to dominate and dictate the terms this game will be played on. BYU needs to slow this game down. They need another rushing performance like they had last week against Oklahoma. you got to go for 200-plus. You've got to have Aiden Robbins running wild uh, for BYU. That offensive line led by Connor Pay, who will join us on tomorrow's podcast, has got to do what they did last week and open up monster holes. LJ Martin, Deion Smith, Miles Davis, all the other running backs that have seen action for BYU are going to need to be on point in this game because if BYU, like I said, wants to win this football game, you've got to be able to slow it down and control the tempo and pace of the matchup. So, I guess I'm coming off. I'm I'm going. I'm Team Retzloff. I, I I think that he offers the best opportunity to really do what BYU's offense is meant to do, and that is to have a time of possession in their favor and open up that rushing attack. Because I've watched all thirteen, all twelve. Excuse me, that'll be eleven games. BYU has played this season. I have rewatched them every single week. You guys know how I do on Mondays. I do my film review Monday. I sit down Sundays and watch the entire game over again. And I'll tell you, the last two weeks in particular, the ability of Jake Retzloff as a dual-threat quarterback to open up the BYU offense and open up uh, new facets of the offense that were just simply were not available uh, to them with Keaton Slovis under center, screamed to me that you go with Retzloff. But, like I said, the case for Keaton Slovis is he has the proven track record of actually winning football games for BYU this season, whereas Retzloff is winless in his three starts to date. What do you guys think? Who do you think should start? Are you Team Slovis? Are you Team Retzloff? I want you guys to make your case in the comments below. Tweet at us. You can tweet at me. You can see it on X there, Jacob C. Hatch. You can send it to Locked On Cougars on Facebook, Instagram, or X, formerly known as Twitter. Please send us uh, your thoughts. You also can email us. LockedOnBYU at gmail.com is the email address. I'd love to kind of tally that up, and maybe we'll talk with Connor tomorrow. 
about how the tally went. Uh, we'll see uh, which side, Team Retzloff versus Team Slovis, and who y'all prefer. But make your case. Don't just say Team Retzloff, Team Slovis. Give me a reason why. I want to hear why you guys think one of these two should be starting for the BYU football program. All right. Uh, quarterback position, obviously, is always going to dominate the headlines for BYU. But there is a position group that I think needs a lot of TLC, a lot of recruiting attention in the upcoming early signing window, as well as the transfer portal period. Well, BYU apparently is getting ahead of the pack, as uh, so to say, when it, when it comes to their defensive line recruiting. We'll talk about a new offer that went out yesterday. And by the way, Jeff Hansen lifted the lid on a little tidbit I missed earlier uh, earlier this week and actually last week uh, here on the podcast in terms of another commit that quietly committed to BYU last week. We'll get to all that as we continue on right here on Locked On Cougars. Now, a word on our friends over at LinkedIn real quick. These days, every new potential hire can fit a high-stakes wager for your small business, my friends. You want to be 100% certain you have the right uh, access to the best qualified candidates available, and that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs help you find the people right, find the right people for your team, and more importantly, they're doing faster and for free. You can go online, put your job posting up, uh, get it uh, on LinkedIn, and then add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring for a position. The best part is they feature simple tools like screening questions, making it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. That's why small ba- small businesses excuse me, are rating LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus their leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helping you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Uh, post your job for free today at linkedin.com slash lockedoncollege. That's linkedin.com slash lockedoncollege to post that job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Today's show is also brought to you by our friends over at Perry Homes. Now, Perry Homes is one of our great local sponsors here, and whether you're looking for your first home or you're ready to upgrade to your dream home, Perry Homes has got a house for you, my friends. Oh, for, oh, for 50 years, excuse me, Perry Homes has been Utah's premier home builder with communities throughout the state. They have many communities, home designs, price points, all with you in mind as a consumer. And the best part is they have beautiful communities in Davis, Salt Lake, Tooele, and Utah counties all along the Wasatch Front. They also have multiple communities in Washington County near St. George as well if you want to move down to Red Rock Country. They offer over 50 unique home designs from Ramblers to two stories and townhomes as well. They even have quick moving homes available if you're ready to make the move right away. And they're also currently offering generous financing incentives through their preferred lender as well. So hop on it, my friends. Visit PerryHomesUtah.com to see what's new in Utah's finest neighborhoods. That's Perry, P-E-R-R-Y, Perry Homes, Utah.com to learn more now. For 50 years, Utah has been coming home to Perry Homes. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Hope you guys are all doing well on this Tuesday. Uh, Thanksgiving week. Hope you're having a a lot of... uh good downtime with family and friends. I know a number of you might have been uh, taking the week off, but thank you to all of you who have been downloading, listening to the show. Even if you are on vacation, you guys are the the real ones. You're the everydayers that uh, make this show go. So thank you for your support. And uh, It's a time to be thankful. And I, I'll be honest, I'm thankful for every single one of y'all. Uh, you guys make my job easy, the interaction, the takes. Even if I d- vehemently disagree with your takes, the fact that you take time to watch and or weigh in with your thoughts it, it means the world to me. It's We've built a really, really fun community here on Locked On Cougars, and I cannot thank you guys enough for the support, and hopefully we'll continue to do that well on into the future. All right, as I mentioned, BYU's defensive line, uh, it feels like it's going to need a lot of attention this offseason from BYU. And the reason I say that is because BYU has a number of upperclassmen that are going to be leaving the program. Jackson Cravens was a one-year rental for BYU. Uh, also, Atunai Mahe and Caden Hawes both walked on senior day. I know my, Mahe... 
is out of eligibility. I believe Haas has one year of eligibility, but he did walk on senior day, so he could vacate the premises, as it were. Isaiah Banya has one year of eligibility. He's not sure what he is going to do. Tyler Batty sounds like he is all but done at BYU. So you're listening to what I'm talking about. BYU's top line defense, top of the line defensive linemen appear to be headed for the exits for BYU. That means that BYU's got to absolutely kill it in the recruiting sphere on the defensive line because, frankly, there's not a ton of depth for BYU at defensive line. David Law, too, is a very, very nice defensive tackle, but beside him, who do you have? Joshua Singh, Bruce Mitchell, uh, I don't know, John Nelson. Those are essentially the, the bodies that you have alongside him. And uh, John Nelson, I believe, was a low three-star prospect. Bruce Mitchell was a two-star prospect. And Joshua Singh is a former walk-on for BYU. I said this a couple of weeks ago in my film review that BYU had a backup defensive line against Iowa State that consisted of one, a three-star talent, uh, a transfer, and, and David Latu, who transferred to BYU from the junior college ranks, a uh, uh, former two-star prospect in Bruce Mitchell, and then two former walk-ons in Blake Mangelson, as well as Joshua Singh. That was the backup defensive line for BYU. They need to get an influx of talent and just they need depth. They need major, major depth along that defensive front. And it appears that BYU understands and they're getting a jump on it with the offer going out to a University of Pennsylvania grad transfer, Joey Slackman. Now, this is not necessarily the ideal uh, grad transfer, for, in my opinion, because you want to have guys who come in and maybe can play for maybe at least two years, in my opinion, via the transfer portal. But this seems like a pretty decent pickup if he wants to come in and essentially uh, – audition his wares for the next level. Now, Slackman has been playing at Penn. Now, Penn obviously is a member of the Ivy League, so he's smart. There's no, there's no doubt in my mind that he would be able to uh, essentially pass what he needs to in terms of his overall smarts. Because if, if you can go to University of Pennsylvania and you can play in the Ivy League, yeah, you, you, you done uh, got some uh, grades behind you. And I know I just use awful grammar when I'm talking about an Ivy League graduate. But nonetheless, uh, former team captain for Penn, he has in 28 career games, 115 tackles, 25 tackles for loss, 11 sacks, 3 pass breakups, 2 forced fumbles, 8 quarterback hits, and 1 block tick, and oh yeah, a partridge in a pear tree. Uh, I really like uh, his body type, six foot four, 300 pounds. I was reading up on Slackman. He's a former wrestler who actually originally went to Penn on a wrestling uh, so it's not a scholarship, but he was going to join the wrestling program. He's a former heavyweight wrestler, so he knows how to control his body, and at six four, 300 pounds, he's got ideal size for a defensive tackle. Do I think that he would come Come into BYU and be a day one starter for the Cougars? No, I can't say that. But this seems like the right type of, I guess, one-year rental or one-season rental for the BYU football program, considering the dearth of talent that is probably going to be along that defensive front for BYU. Because, oh, by the way, I forgot to mention this. Both Daly brothers, John Henry as well as uh, Michael Daly, have both opted to enter the transfer portal. And who knows who else might enter the transfer portal uh, after next week when the transfer portal opens. It opens a week from Sunday. Uh, to be clear, that's after the conference championship game, so we're about two weeks out. But Joey Slackman is a guy to keep an eye on here because I think that he could come in and at, at minimum offer a good size on the interior but proven production at the Ivy League level. Does that translate, like I said, to being a standout player at the Big 12 level? No, but we have seen guys, think about it, uh, guys like Eddie Heckard, we saw Camden Garrett, they both came from the uh, Division, uh, not Division 2, FCS level from Weber State and have really proven themselves at a Big 12 level. Can Joey Slackman be that next guy who does that for BYU if he ultimately decides to opt to play for the Cougars? 
It'd be a great opportunity, I think, for him to go and prove it because it appears to me that uh, he is opting to go and show what he's capable of doing uh, at the next level at a bigger program. But also, as I mentioned, as, as I saw, Robbie McCombs pointed this out, Ivy League schools do not allow grad up, uh, graduate students to play in the Ivy League. So he's got to find another program to play for. So I'm very intrigued by this offer, but it feels like this should just be one of what I expect to be a bevy of offers to high school, junior college, and transfer portal targets for BYU along that defensive front. I, you heard me talk about it. There's going to be a, a, an exodus of talent from BYU's already shaky defensive line at times. The best talent of that could walk out the door this offseason. You need an influx of talent and depth, and it feels like Joey Slackman is just kind of the tip of the iceberg when it comes to what I would expect be, would be a, a bevy, like I said, of offers going out to defensive linemen because I think Sione Pua as well as Kelly Papinga Kelly, uh, and Kalani Satake absolutely would understand this as well as Jay Hill. They need to have guys on the interior who can hold up against the run better than they have this year. They did not obviously uh, perform up to expectations in multiple games. Uh, they got uh, kind of worn down against Oklahoma. I thought the lack of depth really came back to bite them late in that game when they started to get gashed uh, by the Sooners, which allowed the Sooners to win that football game. So, I expect the BYU uh, will do everything in their power to upgrade that position by whatever means necessary. And if that means bringing in Ivy League type talents, hey, go for it. Because, like I said, this kid, Joy Slackman, former wrestler, good size, 6'4, 300 pounds. It screams to me a, a low risk, potential high reward type pickup. But obviously, the Cougars will have to fend off all kinds of different offers. And this is a kid who would ultimately be coming across the country because he grew up in Comac, New York. I, think I'm, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. So he'd be coming uh, as far west probably as he's ever come west uh, before. But I am intrigued by the potential of a kid like this to play for the Cougars. And we'll see what happens. Now, uh, Jeff Hansen also did mention this. Uh, Matthias, oh man, I forgot, I just had this. Matthias Leach, uh, he said that uh, he had a piece out on Cougar Sports Insider yesterday uh, talking about Blake Lowe's commitment to BYU. Well, Matthias Leach, he said in the bottom of that uh, story, just at the final paragraph, he says, hey, quietly, uh, Matthias Leach out of Chisholm Trail High School in Fort Worth, Texas, committed to BYU last week. Now, there's some question about uh, Matthias Leach because when he announced he had an offer from BYU, in his Twitter bio, it said BYU. BYU commit. And I was like, okay, that's interesting. But uh, Jeff uh, Hansen, when it comes to BYU recruiting, he's the gold standard. Uh, but as far as I'm aware, and I'm not being paid by Jeff to say that, I really trust his opinion on a lot of stuff. We go back and forth on different things. But uh, it feels like this is another decent pickup. He's a mid-three-star talent. Speaking of Matthias Leach, uh, 85, uh, 85 points on the 24-7 sports scale. He doesn't have a composite rating because the other recruiting services has not rated him yet, but he's got good size for his safety. 6'1", 170 75 pounds. Uh, he's committed to BYU over offers from the likes of Louisiana, Miami of Ohio, and Utah State. So not necessarily top-tier offers, but uh, here's the thing. If Jay Hill signs off on a recruit, because I implicitly, similar to what I just talked about with Jeff, I implicitly trust what Jay Hill uh, says when it comes to his recruiting profile and what he sees on film. That's a guy who has developed more than his fair share of star defensive players. If he signs off of Matthias Leach as being a guy who can come in and make a difference for BYU, who am I to argue with it? So uh, It looks like BYU is doing some work here, and obviously they still need to get, continue to upgrade the overall talent profile, the star ratings as it were, in terms of the overall recruiting class, but 
BYU right now is a rated, they're just above 85 in terms of their overall across the board rankings from 24-7 sports currently. It's actually one of the better recruiting classes in the recent past, uh, but they still need to continue to work on upgrading that, and it'll be a process, but uh, like I said, when Jay Hill signs off on a kid and he decides to commit to BYU, I'm going to guess that Jay Hill has seen something on film that's got him excited, and uh, BYU may have one of those quote-unquote diamonds in the rough when it comes to Matthias Leach because he is a safety at the high school level, and it appears that he's coming to play for Jay Hill in that defensive secondary for BYU. By the way, Blake Lowe did confirm uh, to Greg Biggins from 24-7 Sports in an article that he is being recruited to play linebacker. So uh, that big frame we talked about on yesterday's podcast, for those of you who are everydayers, heard me talk about the fact that it feels like he could pack on 20 to 30 pounds uh, uh, he's 205 pounds right now. He plays at 230, 240 as a linebacker. It seems like a really, really nice prospect there for Blake Lowe. So uh, recruiting starting to heat up, folks, and we'll have plenty of coverage for it. Yeah, obviously, uh, the early signing window is in mid-December, and if BYU ultimately does fall this week in terms of not making a bowl game, well, guess what we're pivoting to? We're pivoting to recruiting a lot. So get ready for it. We'll, of course, uh, be tracking all the news and notes out there and have as much intel for you guys every single day right here on Locked On Cougars. All right, we will finish up today's show coming up here momentarily. Need to talk about an honor going out to the BYU freshmen on the BYU women's basketball program that you want to pay attention to. They've got a number of great players playing for Amber Whiting's team, uh, but th- uh, this one, she's a local prospect. She comes from a program that is pretty well known to BYU basketball fans, and she got a pretty big honor earlier this week, and we'll talk about all that coming up here in just a moment. Now, a quick word on our friends over at Prize Picks, though. Our friends of prize picks of uh, are the best and the greatest, and I guess the largest, I should say, daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They are the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports, and it's just you versus the numbers. Simple as that. You're not having to compete against thousands of other people and cross your fingers, hold your lucky rabbit foot, and hope you're going to win. That's what prize picks is here. It's you versus the numbers, you versus the computer, and you can win up to 25 times back your money this football season. You also can play during the basketball season as uh, basketball season too. You just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, place your entry. It can be done in less than 60 seconds. It's really that simple, my friends. You now can pick combo projections across football and basketball from specials leagues, a league created specifically for combo projections that include two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James and Travis Kelsey had a 10.5 combo of three-pointers made and receptions in a game. Now, if you watched Monday Night Football last night, Travis Kelsey would have probably let you down because Everybody on the Kansas City Chief decides they can't catch the football from Patrick Mahomes. And nonetheless, that's what you had to have fun with every single day. The IR also offering you guys quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. So get on it today and uh, have some fun with it. Go to prizepicks.com slash lockedoncollege now and use the promo code lockedoncollege for a first deposit match of up to $100. Hundred bucks in, get hundred bucks to play with. It's two hundred bucks in your account. Simple as that, my friends. That's prizepicks.com slash locked on college using the promo code locked on college for that deposit match up to one hundred dollars. It's all courtesy of your friends at Prize Picks. Daily fantasy sports made easy. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June thirty. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. 
Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day, everybody. want to remind you guys that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top stories of the day with the local experts of the Locked On Podcast Network, plus our national shows covering every league across the board. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. It's a really fun feature, my friends. Actually, uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can get a quick redirect and check it out uh, right after today's show wraps up. So uh, check that out. I would encourage you guys to do so. It's a really, really uh, fun uh, way to get caught up on the sports. Uh, the various different podcasts across the network, they get to be featured on that national network. It's actually a really, really cool thing. And I think it's got a ton of potential uh, down the road for BYU. All right, so BYU women's basketball is in action tonight as they wrap up play in the, uh, it's it's the, uh, what do they call it, the North Shore Open, or the, not the North Shore Open, the North Shore like showcase event. They're going to take on the St. Louis Billikens. That'll be at 6 o'clock Mountain Time tonight. It's going to be on BYU Radio 107.9 FM, also a broadcast on BYU TV, uh, live from Laie, Hawaii, in the Canon Activity Center on the campus of BYU Hawaii. Well, BYU is led by a freshman right now who is absolutely lighting it up early on in her career, and that's freshman Kaylee Woolston. She's a former Lone Peak Knight. I mentioned that it's a program that you're going to be well aware of. She is averaging uh, all con- she's leading all conference freshmen in scoring at 18.5 points per game this past week. She was named uh, Big 12 Freshman of the Week last week uh, for her showings uh, for BYU. She led the Cougars in minutes played with 34.3 on average, scoring 18.5 points per game. Field goal percentage at 66.7% shooting from the field. And oh, by the way, her three points percentage last week, 61.5%. She is absolutely scorching the nets right now. And by the way, she did this in high school. And the question was, was it going to translate over to the collegiate level? Well, so far, she's absolutely lighting it up in the opening game of the Hawaii North Shore Classic. That's what they called it. ACC foe Wake Forest, BYU beat them down. She scored 18 points on a 70% shooting clip, going 4 of 6 from downtown. She is absolutely, like I said, lighting it up for BYU. So congratulations uh, to her. It is the first uh, Big 12 weekly honor for BYU. Any BYU basketball player, men or women, uh, in the Big 12 era for BYU basketball, and it feels like if uh, Kaylee Wollston is going to continue to play at this level, that's like the first of like what could be many to come for the Cougars. It's it's really fun to see her doing her thing. So congratulations, congratulations to Kaylee Wollston, and best of luck to BYU as they finish up play there out on the North Shore. Uh, taking on St. Louis tonight uh, should be a big opportunity for BYU to go out and get another W uh, to add to their record. All right, so there you go. Uh, that's what I got for you guys on this Tuesday edition of the podcast. A little shorter edition, but nonetheless, still a lot of fun to be with you guys every single day. Thank you uh, for supporting it. Uh, quick reminder that tomorrow on the show, uh, Connor Pay rejoins us. It's going to be one of the final times we're going to have him on the show. I'm sure we'll have a wrap-up edition next week after the regular season wraps up and talk about uh, the season ending or going to a bowl game and who knows what else uh, on into the future with Connor. So I uh, don't forget to mi- uh, to not miss that show. It's a wrong syntax there. But nonetheless, uh, don't forget to check it out. Uh, Connor Pay on tomorrow's edition of the podcast. We will take a break on Thursday. Let you guys enjoy time with your family for Thanksgiving. We'll pick it right back up on Friday as we get you ready for BYU and Oklahoma State out in Stillwater on Saturday afternoon. Big opportunity for BYU to go out and get to bowl eligibility and uh, crush the hopes of the Cowboys in the process. They If they win, they're into the Big 12 championship game. Obviously, they're going to have plenty of motivation in their own right, but uh, BYU can play spoiler while also extending their season at the same time 
time. That should be double uh, motivation, it feels like, for BYU football beyond just wanting to have the pride of winning a football game. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Looking forward to catching up with Connor tomorrow. And once again, a big thank you to all of you for your support of the podcast, as always. Hope you're having a fantastic Tuesday whenever you hear and or watch us. And thank you for being everydayers with us right here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. See ya. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.